This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 63. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Jason Yingling. Jason builds WordPress sites focused on results. He's digging deeply into Gutenberg and shares what he learns on his blog at jasonyingling.me. When not working with WordPress, Jason likes reading Elmo books. To his one-year-old, he says, not to himself. Although, who knows? Maybe sometimes, right, Jason? Hi. Welcome, Jason. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hey, Jason. Thanks for joining us out here. Uh, delightful to, to get to spend some time with you. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Sure. Yeah, so... As you know, in my intro, I, I do have a one-year-old. I'm a new dad, so um, got got her running around all the time. So that's a big a big part of my time these days. But um, when I'm not, you know, trying to raise her, attempting to raise her, um, I do WordPress development uh, for a company called Red Eight Interactive. Um, I'm based out of St. Louis, Missouri, but we actually all work remotely now. Um, so, you know, we build custom WordPress sites, a lot of advanced custom field kind of focused stuff. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's kind of been our big thing. I think about when I started there about six years ago, we did a big shift to WordPress only development because we were kind of mixing all around then um, just to kind of niche down. Um, and it's been really good for us uh, over that and kind of helped me grow through WordPress. You know, I've been able to find... Uh, go to WordCamp and kind of get involved with the community a lot more. And so now I've kind of expanded that into working with um, helping plan the WordCamp here in St. Louis, uh, which will be going into WordCamp US next year. So that'll be a kind of a big thing. And then um, doing some local meetups and then kind of doing some of my own like theme and plugin development on the side just to kind of keep moving. That's wonderful. So I, I have two points I want to I want to talk to you about is as a WordCamp Philly organizer and one of the organizers on one of the first U.S. teams when when WordCamp U.S. was in Philly. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Organizing <laughs> yeah. a city meet a city WordCamp is one thing. No, I'm kidding. I'm being a little bit silly about that. The second thing I wanted to go ask you about is no, when you're the. Not. No, you're not. No, I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. um when when the agency that you're with was looking to trend or uh, limit the number of content management systems that it uses for for building sites, what was your involvement in that? Was that were you on the research team? Were you on the development team? Were you uh, pro WordPress or just was that a decision that just came out? Maybe you can talk about this because that's that's really interesting. I'd be interested to hear how that decision kind of came about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I don't, it's been a while now, but I had only been there probably six months or so, I think when we kind of decided we were making that change. Um, and at that point I was a junior developer there. And so there was a couple senior developers that kind of led the charge. One was actually one of the original organizers. Our, he organized some of the early WordCamp St. Louis. Um, so I know, you know, I'm sure that was a big driving force as far is his experience with it. Sure. And then just, you know, being we're I think at that point we were probably, Oh, five developers and like a couple project managers. 
And so it was kind of, you know, with a small team trying to narrow our focus because we would have, you know, a build that's like a JavaScript geolocation thing going on at one point. Um, one thing that we did was a bunch of these kind of Amazon apps inside like uh, Amazon's web stores. So that was, you know, it's, it's whole own set of like testing and all that kind of stuff. So just kind of narrowing our focus so we could just get really good, uh, kind of consolidate our process so we can kind of automate things repeat things um, and just kind of that was the overall goal is to kind of focus focus down. Jason what's your background how did you get involved in WordPress and coding to begin with you've been with this agency for a good bit it sounds like what what's your background? Yeah so it's actually not development really at all um, so I I've always kind of been interested in kind of web development playing around with like HTML and flash back in the day in like high school um, just kind of teaching myself on the side taking a little classes here and there um, What I actually went to college for was um, Marketing and then I also did a little bit of a program um, My college had called electronic arts that did a little bit of like video production and audio and a tiny bit of multimedia web stuff um, So I've, I've just kind of always kind of done that um, then I hung around and got my MBA and then when I finally started looking for a job the first stuff I was finding was development stuff. I was like, all right, well, we'll give it a shot And so I was able to you know I got hired on pretty quick there and I've been at the same company now for a while and then with the shift to WordPress I you know got having the the first senior dev kind of lead me in into WordPress and like getting involved with WordCamps and stuff kind of got me more involved with that community and you know it just I've always really liked how it, you know, it easy it is to basically create things. Um, you know, just anybody can kind of go in and get something started. Um, that's, you know, that's one of the big things I like about the kind of open source WordPress community. Yeah. It's interesting to me that you have an MBA. I, I, a lot, I have a marketing background as well, and I find it really helpful in what we do because because websites are basically a marketing platform, a marketing device. They're, mm -hmm. That's really what they are at their core. So I find it, you know, very helpful to have that background. But uh, an MBA is a whole nother level. I've, I don't know if I've met any MBAs who are doing WordPress development. <laughs> that's is that uh, does that serve you well? Yeah, it's it is more so now. Um, so over the last kind of three or so years, I've. I'm now the director of development at our company. Um, so I'm kind of more in a management kind of leadership role. Um, I still do a bit of hands-on development a lot of the time because we are so small. I think we're at this point now we're actually three developers and one PM we've kind of pared down even a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of kicked in a little bit more now. Um, and then as far as, you know, the marketing kind of stuff that I've done, um, has been helpful just on some of like my side project stuff I like to work on, um, you know, any, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are you one of the owners of the company that you work for? Or are you? No, I'm not. Okay. okay. Have you ever owned your own business or is that something? Uh, I kind of, I guess, I mean, I have a yeah, ton of different side, side projects, nothing official really. Um, like I've got a site I put some themes up on um, just because I've kind of built up a few just kind of, practice ones and stuff like that, but I don't have anything really officially of my own business. Uh, it is something I'd be interested in doing down the road, I think for sure. Um, because I do kind of have that kind of business background. So. Right. It sounds like you're applying that in a 
in a good capacity where you are right now though. And yeah, yeah, yeah. for and sure. Not having the stress of having it be your own business and making payroll and all of those things that come along with owning. A right. Yeah. Those today. ones don't sound as fun as the uh, mm-hmm. kind of creating the stuff. That's, that's what I'm more into really. So. Yeah. And working remotely, how's that? You have a daughter, as you said, who's one and, and mm-hmm. you work from your house with her around or is she in, in out of the house? How yep. Yeah. Um, so let's see, I, th- I think in October, uh, Shortly after she was born, so I guess last October, we went fully remote. Um, Before that, we were working out of, um, it's a building called OPO Startups here in St. Louis. They do, it's kind of like a tech incubator or places are, they can rent, people can rent office space essentially for like small companies. Um, So we actually had kind of a larger office there and we were only using half of it, which is why we kind of ended up going fully remote. Um, So actually all of our developers are in St. Louis. Um, but our CEO is based in San Francisco area. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been nice working remote. So she was, my daughter was about, um, I guess five, six months old when we went fully remote. So it's been nice to kind of be around, um, whenever she's there. And my wife was a teacher, um, but she didn't go back right away. So she's been home too. So she's able to kind of watch her if I ever have to do any calls or anything like that. Um, but it is nice to just be able to kind of run out and go play with her for like 15 minutes to take a break. Um, and no commute is nice as well. That saves some time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think if, if you can do that, especially when they're little, it's, it's a great treat to have mm-hmm. that opportunity. So that's great that you can do that. And your wife's a teacher, so she's home during the summer and you said she's taking some time off. So the two of you cohabitating all day long with a, little one you can trade off to, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she's, um, she's definitely, my, my daughter's a little, uh, more active now. She can, she's been getting better at walking in the last couple months. And so she'll, uh, kind of just come stumbling into the office a little bit <laughs> earlier today. She's apparently figured out door closing today. Mm. So I heard her come in and then turned around and she was closing my wife out of the room. Uh oh no but she can't open them yet so that's good (laughs) that's too funny (laughs) too funny yeah but yeah so i mean working remotely you know it's had its own um you know it has its own as far as doing the work um and working with the other developers as a team it does have some you know issues to try to figure out um the one thing that was nice when we had our kind of office space is we could just kind of lean over each other's shoulders and be like, Hey, what's up with this issue? Um, or kind of see if someone was deep into something and not just ping them to kind of take them out of it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, those are some of the things that we've kind of been working out the kinks of still as we've been a little under a year fully remote now. Yeah. I, I work for myself and so I don't collaborate that often, but I always think about maybe just turning zoom on with somebody else working simultaneously so you could sort of simulate that office environment and have some yeah chit chat but once you start doing it for a long time i think you lose the habit of even interacting with people you know mm-hmm. I, I mean many years ago i did that but it's sort of you lose the habit of it so yeah yeah and for one of the nice things since i i help host a wordpress meetup here um and i actually do it in the old the OPO building um, where we had space before. So they, they actually were able to give or gave me a membership for doing that and let me come in and kind of hang out if I ever need to kind of get out around and, you know, actually work, uh, work with other people kind of deal. 
Yeah, that's a good opportunity. That's mm-hmm. great. So I'm going to ask you a question we love to ask everyone, and we think about it often ourselves a lot too. And uh, so I want to ask you about your definition of success. And it sounds like you are in a good place and you've got your family growing and uh, your job has transitioned a bit to allow you to have more flexibility. Uh, How would you define success and where on that journey, if it is a journey for you, where do you find yourself um, in that journey or that path of success? Yeah. um, You know, I'm not the best at putting it into words, I guess. Um, But I kind of define success as just kind of constant motion forward almost. Um, You know, even if a project may not be like a financial success or something like that. There's plenty along the way that can kind of be mined from it as small successes and kind of applied to future learnings. Um, You know, I've always kind of considered as long as things are kind of moving forward um, and kind of learning from the experiences that that's successful. Um, You know, as far as where I'm on my journey, I don't, I, I have trouble defining what a successful endpoint would be really. So it's hard to, to put a plan on it, but you know, um, pretty things have been moving along pretty well. You know, obviously I still want to keep growing both career and family wise and everything. So it is, you know, somewhere in the middle, I'd say in the overall journey, but it's definitely, uh, going in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe there's not an end point, but it's sort of like following it along or right. riding alongside it. Cool. Yeah. I, I like that. That kind of, it is a journey. And maybe success almost is being mindful of of the improvements and the challenges overcome. And Jason, as you noted, sometimes those improvements and those challenges overcome happen really quickly, right? You know, our career goes mm-hmm. in leaps and bounds. Uh, the arrival of your daughter, okay, it took nine months to get there, but <laughs> once she's there, that's a that's a huge change. Uh, oh yeah. And other times it's more gradual, but it just being mindful of, of the effort and the change. I like that definition. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that is your definition, if, if, if that, and I'm not questioning you, this is just <laughs> a, a transition comment, I guess. Uh, well, given your definition, what's the single most important thing that you do every day to keep uh, moving forward? Yeah. It's, so I really just kind of keep plugging away at it. Just kind of keep learning. Um, just trying to, find the little successes in the different things. Um, you know, some, some days obviously get a lot more done than others towards any one goal. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of keep, keep plugging away just as long as we're making improvements, you know, as far as our company, as long as we're kind of making improvements, you know, if we're, if we're hitting, not hitting a deadline, like what, what caused it, where can we kind of fix that up later? Um, stuff like that just to kind of um, keep improving. What's your favorite thing to do every day? Um, you know, the, I, I always have trouble deciding on, on things like these. Um, you know, as far as kind of like the work standpoint, I like kind of the more creative aspects. Um, so if, if I'm doing coding, kind of solving uh, complex problems, um, trying to, trying to create like a simple user-friendly solution to complex problems. Um, and just kind of, kind of organizing stuff from that aspect. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, as far as personal life, things have definitely changed quite a bit now. It's, you know, spending time with my daughter and being able to kind of go around and play with her. Whereas 
you know, a couple of years ago, it might've been, you know, something a little different, but. Um. Let me ask you about the work one first, if I can. Sure. Uh, the favorite thing at work, solving creative problems. Now that you're the director of development and coding less and working in air quotes more, managing more, you know, uh, using your business degree. Are you, when you get to be creative, are you writing the code that solves the problem or are you setting up the workflow and the conditionals and making sure that the fields collected will flow together and can go into this API or that? And where does, where do you get to be creative and how does that play out in terms of sitting down and, and getting work done? Yeah, it's, it is a little of both. Um, it's probably, you know, kind of a split. Um, since we are a small development team, uh, I still do a good chunk of kind of development. Um, but obviously I try to offload some of the stuff, um, even some of the more complex stuff if I can, which is, isn't easy always. Um, but, you know, trying to kind of the new challenge that that's open for is how do I get better at kind of setting the requirements and expectations for a project at the startup rather than being the one that's actually doing it where all those can kind of be in my head and I kind of know um, since I, I deal with our clients a lot more um, than our other developers, then, you know, I, I have more information and getting that information over to the developer that's working on it in an effective way and making it a, making sure that, you know, they're set up to go through everything. Um, that's definitely one thing I've been working on a lot lately too, is kind of managing all of our different developers workload. Um, since we're now, I think we host about 60 of the sites that we built. So we do some like hosting of sites we build through WordPress engine. Sure. Um, so we do a lot of maintenance work from those as well. So kind of managing, um, you know, new project custom build and fitting in time with our kind of limited, uh, limited hands on deck to be able to kind of squeeze all that in and hit deadlines and stuff like that has been a big kind of challenge to, um, work on. Yeah. And then if you're also now responsible for business development, I would think that that, that also is a challenge trying to spread yourself in, in very different directions. So do you have a, a preference? Do you, when you're, is it, do you enjoy having that diversity of tasks or do you, if you could choose one thing to focus on, what would it be? Yeah, you know, I, I like the ability to kind of mix around a little bit, um, but it, it definitely is hard, um, I think. And really, my position is more focused on kind of leading um, development on projects. I don't do a lot of the kind of business development or sales type aspects. I do more kind of, a, a you know, producer-based setup where I'm, you know, working with clients to get their requirements, convert them into estimates and things like that. Okay. Um, so it is a little bit, you know, trying to get that. I do work with our CEO that does most of our sales a lot and trying to, you know, make sure that he's got um, proper, getting proper requirements from from the client and that those are getting mapped back to our estimate and then to our developers in a way that they can be handled is a big one. Um, you know, I, I do find it now that I've got a lot more going on, it is kind of hard to get, focused on some of the more complex development things and be able to just kind of block out that time where it's going to, you know, take like four or five hours to build something. Um, 
it's a little harder to come across those times. I think I probably enjoy the, that time a little bit more just cause I can kind of get locked in and focused on something. But, um, I know it is, you know, the other aspects are very important as well. So. Yeah. Sorry. I, when you said, I think you said business development earlier and I think we have the term development is, I guess I'm just realizing has multiple <laughs> meanings. So yeah. So my title is director of development, but I do, I've noticed that that is kind of more of a kind of business development thing usually. Yeah. That's what it right. Yeah. Is web development is the, the term behind it. So yeah. I heard it as web development. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's because I have a marketing background. You know, mm-hmm. That's where it comes in. Sorry about that. Gotcha. No problem. <laughs> so it sounds like you're pretty involved in the WordPress community, and we also like to hear a little bit about that. So um, we mentioned at the beginning that you're you're diving into Gutenberg a little bit and maybe um, giving back to the community with some things that you're learning there and being involved in WordCamp. So what's your favorite thing to do? Um, community-wise in WordPress? Um, you know, I, I really enjoy kind of um, a lot of different aspects. So I've done a lot of like the uh, WordCamp planning here in St. Louis. That's always been interesting. I've been pretty involved with the website portion of it coming from the development background. Um, and then, you know, we'll be doing the big kick up for the WordCamp US coming next year. Um, I've been somewhat involved with this year's U.S. Just they kind of brought us in after St. Louis was a few people in after St. Louis was announced to kind of just see how it's done as far as the big one. And I've definitely seen that it's a lot more than just, you know, the city camp. Yeah. Um, Have you attended a WordCamp U.S. before? No, not an official WordCamp U.S. one. I went to, I think it was WordCamp San Francisco still, which was kind of the de facto U.S. for a while. I think that was like 2013 or 14 maybe um, that I went to one. So that was probably the biggest one I've been to. Um, Aside from that, I've just been to the ones kind of St. Louis and Kansas City around this area for the most part. Um, But yeah, that's definitely one of my goals is to get to a few more um, and apply to speak at some. You know, I've... I've enjoyed giving talks at WordCamps. It's not like my public speaking isn't usually really my forte, um, but kind of just going out there has kind of forced me to do it. And that was actually a big one behind the Gutenberg stuff because um, we were doing WordCamp US and I noticed no one had really submitted Gutenberg talks. I was like, all right, well, I'll submit one. And then that one obviously got chosen. So I was like, okay, now I have to learn this. Um, so it was kind of a big focus on... Uh, what I kind of how, how I kind of approached that was to just really go in topic by topic and just kind of learn it and then do a post about it on my blog and then just kind of share to kind of basically put it into my word so it one helps me remember and be able to explain it so I actually can tell that I know it. Um, so that's been definitely helpful getting you know started with it. That's a that's a brave undertaking. Certainly signing up to do a talk, I think, is one of the best ways to learn something. But Gutenberg seems like kind of a moving target a little bit. It's changing so much. By the time you actually give the talk, it might be quite different than what you're learning about it right now. Yeah, and that's true because uh, I did notice I was finishing up my slides the night before as I'm usual to do. And I happened to see that something had, there was a new update that came out like two days before and they deprecated a, portion of it. I was like, oh no. So <laughs> I had to stamp it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh now I gotta figure this out and see exactly how it works so it makes sense. So I was like, uh wing it. So yeah, 
I left it in as a strike through and like, yeah, see, this was supposed to be in here yesterday, but today it's over here. So that's just where, you know, where the Gutenberg development is at this point. But that was a few months ago. It's come a long way since then, even too. Yeah. yeah so continue, you... It continues to. Jason, I'm going to ask you uh, another one of our signature questions if I can. Sure. And what is the single most valuable piece of advice that you have ever received and implemented in your life? So it can be personal advice, professional advice, maybe a mix of both. Yeah. Uh, received and implemented. Gotcha. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's to never stop learning really. Um, you know, even getting done with college and everything was kind of like, Oh, Hey, I'm done with books and all that. And I can, I can stop. But I've really, since, since I've left college, I've probably read more, um, you know, learned more things, especially being in, you know, getting involved into WordPress where just a ton of different stuff to learn that wasn't really what my background was um, as far as development, learning development techniques and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, really just to not stop learning. Um, kind of what I try to do now is I, I've, I've been shooting to finish 52 books this year and that's through a lot through like audible uh, audio books and stuff is a big thing I've, I've kind of hooked on to. Does that include the Elmo books? Cause I feel like I oh, no, I haven't, I haven't counted those ones, but that is a good, that's a good idea to up my numbers. I forgot about that. I was kind of, I'm kind of behind where I was last year. I, I think you should a book's a book, a book's a book. Yeah, exactly. Good one, that's, a, that's a good point. I got to be way over then. <laughs> Maybe Elmo can, can write a book about WordPress. And you could yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. There's a talk for you. <laughs> that's right. Elmo I think, me yeah. WordPress, right? That's right. Yeah. There you go. I think Rebecca Gill does a lot of talks with like Sesame Street characters and stuff like that. She uses oh, yeah. as her backdrop for her slides. Maybe you could do one with Elmo. Yes, I'll have to work on my Gutenberg. Elmo. Gutenberg yeah. with Elmo. <laughs> Perfect. Jason, I have a question that popped into my head in this conversation and it's really out of left field. So uh, I'll, I'll kind of string the question out a little bit to give you some time to think about it. Because you, you've, you've talked about your definition of success as kind of keep moving forward, keep making progress. And it's not so much the pace, it's the fact that there's some sort of forward movement. And then you shared with us the most important piece of advice or most valuable is all about continuing to learn. And you explained that your favorite thing to do at work is to be given time to address complex challenges and try to come up with a, a valuable professional response in terms of developing a user experience that works. And I wonder now that your daughter's coming up and I, and I think you said she was born in October. So she's a year and a half or coming up on a year. Uh, um, yeah, she was born in June, but okay. We All right. So she's, she's a, she's yeah, a she's year a little over a year. And, and so she's clearly learning. You just said earlier that she's figured out how to close the door <laughs> as you watch her, as you play with her, as you, you know, be her dad and help her learn and grow. What are you, if anything, seeing or witnessing about her approach to learning that inspires you to maybe think about the way that you look at learning? The whole idea that children are, you know, it's all new, right? They've never seen a door before. They've never twisted it before. And the things that you and I and Tara do as routine, it's so new to children of that age, everything it is. I just wonder because I'm not a developer, my brain doesn't do problem solving in that way. I don't 
not not enjoy it, but it's not, you know, show me a big problem and I'm, I'm good for days. I, I don't do that. I'm more of a marketing and design kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just wonder about that. Are, are you seeing things there that offer insight or value to you in some way, aside from the joy of watching your daughter learn? <laughs> yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought of that, but, you know, just kind of top of my head, what kind of pops up is that really she's not really afraid to try things, um, even though she's going to, screw it up. It's not going to work out whatever she's attempting to do. Um, just kind of like, Oh, this with the door closing thing. So she can close the door, but she doesn't know quite how to open it. But even today she was trying to jam her fingers in the crack and then she saw me get the knob. And then a a couple tries later, she was trying to reach up and see if she could get on her tiptoes to reach the knob. Luckily she can't quite grip it to spin it. Um, so she's not able to just full run of the house yet. Um, but yeah, I think, I think kind of that experimentation, um, kind of failing and trying and getting more, you know, learning from that failure and kind of building on that is definitely something I see, um, you know, watching her learn. And that's something that I like to try to implement myself too, is, you know, I, like with the Gutenberg stuff, like uh, really uh, the first time. So we have a, a monthly meetup I host and we didn't have a topic. So it's like, I've, I've learned a little bit of Gutenberg. Let me try, let me try doing a talk on it. And it didn't go well at all from a, cause I was like, Oh man, I don't know the technical stuff of this quite enough to really explain. So it was kind of stumbling over. But then, you know, by the time the, the WordCamp presentation one came around, I had put a lot more effort into kind of learning all of the different things um, kind of being able to build on that. I think we have another possible talk topic here. We're coming up with all these great ideas. I love the the relationship between um, the way a child learns and how we implement that in learning as developers or you know learning new things is not being afraid to try it and fail. That's a very good point. Yeah, and to learn from others just by observing, right? It sounds right. like yeah. grab the doorknob and twist, but there she saw and said, oh. Yeah. Oh, right. For sure. I like that. Hmm. Now I know. Talk topic brewing. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, on that very um, productive note, I would like to thank you for joining us today. It's really been a pleasure meeting you and hearing more about you and what you do and your family. Would you share with us and everyone else where we can find you online? Yeah. And thanks for having me for sure. So, um, you can find me online. Uh, my website is jasonyingling.me. And then my Twitter is jason underscore yingling. And that's the yingling is Y-I-N-G-L-I-N-G, which is sounds like the beer, but it is spelled differently. Um, but yeah. Great. Thank Jason. you. Jason, Thank it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for joining us here today in the hallway. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank Take you care. very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.